Welcome to the Rebel Soul Podcast. If you're a coach, healer, or creative who has a calling in your soul to turn your unique gifts into a business that lights you, your clients, and your bank account up, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Lauren Ciesco, the queen of spiritual sales, self-sabotage expert, intuitive business coach, and a rebel soul. Each episode is intentionally designed to shift your soul and give your mind proof that it is possible to make money for your soul gifts, build a business without all the rules or hustle, and have fun along the way. Welcome home, Rebel Souls. Welcome back to another episode of the Rebel Soul Podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. I have my friend Jamie Bierman on today, and Jamie is a money mindset and manifestation coach, and we're going to dive all into money and manifestation. But before we do that, I want to kind of tell you guys a little story about how we met. (laughs) So Jamie, um, we were just chatting before. So me and Jamie are friends. So we legit, as soon as we got on, we're like, catch me up on your life. And we're like, wait, we got to do an interview. And so I thought it'd be fun to talk about how we met. And Jamie's like, wait, I feel like I've known you forever. How did we meet again? (laughs) I literally can't remember. Right. It seems like forever. And that's like the one thing I love about this community. So what I remember from us meeting is that we, the first thing we ever did together was that self love, like chat. Remember on Valentine's day, we did like a self-love, like love yourself. And I think you might've reached out to me and you asked me if I would come and we could do like a chat on like self-love. Do you remember that? I don't even remember that, but it sounds familiar. We were on, <laughs> we were on I think the, we were on, it was on, in, it was on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. You're so right. We did a live. Oh my gosh. Yes. Cause I loved your message. I loved how you were approaching everything. I loved your energy. And I was like, let's do something together. I completely remember this. Oh my gosh. We should look back at like the archives on Facebook and see if we can find it. (laughs) Okay. You guys, I have it. We'll link it up in the show notes. So if you're interested in like seeing our first meeting and seeing the first thing we did, you guys can go back to watch it. So The fun thing is, is that Jamie and I were both in different niches than when we, where we are right now. And we were both happened to be helping people with body self-love and weight loss. And Jamie's specific niche inversion of that was through PCOS. And I was specializing in binge eating. So the end result is that we were doing the same thing and we, yeah, we just vibed. And it was one of those friendships very much just like with Jen. And you guys have heard my friendship with Jen, where it's like, it was sparks. Like we reached out and we had like one conversation and then it turned into like an instant friendship. And now it's like, we forget that it like started that way. <laughs> no, completely. That's where I'm like, I feel like I've always known you. Yeah. And our trajectory has been very similar, right? It's like, we both were doing the same thing. We both started to shift at the same time. We both started to question things around the same time. So it's so amazing to have like business buddies too, that you can like rely on and that you just kind of can go through the journey together. So good. Right. I call them like my spiritual running buddies, right. Where it's like, we're going through it together. And this is, and this is why I wanted to have Jamie on you guys is because Jamie gets it. We both 
did the thing that we think we should do, which is to like hire the coach and follow the strategy and pick the niche that's like easy to make money on or the thing, right. Or like what, or whatever follow it might be, right? follow the rules. Right. And ultimately, you know, I think, and I, I do think it was right. Me and Jamie were in the right places for the right time. But I remember me and Jamie having conversations well into our friendship before either of us ended in these new niches that like, Hey, we feel like something was missing. Like we felt like it wasn't quite what our soul's work was and that there was a little bit off from like what we really, really wanted to be doing. Do you remember having those conversations? Totally do. I totally do. Cause I was in that for probably a good year of like questioning it, feeling like it's not right, but I don't know what is right. And kind of doing some soul searching And yeah, I do think like for me, I, in the beginning, just like so many coaches and entrepreneurs where you're doing something new, you don't know the how, so you just follow a path. You pick someone else's path and you're like, I'm just going to do everything this person tells me to do. And I very much feel like I picked everything from my mind versus like feeling into my heart and listening to what I would really want to do. And sometimes that's totally fine. Like, I don't think... I could have started where I am now. Like it took me here, but yeah, everything was very much following the rules, trying to do things a certain way. And I burnt myself out. I was feeling all out of sorts because I'm not a rule follower. Like I'm a rebel too. (laughs) I'm a rebel soul. (laughs) Right. Welcome to the rebel soul podcast. Right. And I think, and here's what I love. I'm actually literally have, I have goosebumps right now. I feel this like so hardcore, this conversation in my soul, because when you know, when there is something meant for you, you know it, right? And I think that we actually, like what I'm really appreciating lately in my business as I've been really reflecting as I'm getting ready to like continue to scale is that you have to learn, right? You have to learn all the things that didn't work. And because I did it that way, because I hired the coach that and I did the strategy and I burnt myself out. Now I'm actually the perfect person to help people do it another way. Right. Because I know. Right. And so if I had just figured it out right away and was like, everything was super easy on my entrepreneur journey, I couldn't be the leader. And I couldn't have the containers and I couldn't build the programs that I do today because that what I learned and ultimately in that journey is, is the secret, right. That makes, which is the manifestation, which is the creation. But then when you can, you first, you learn how to do it. But then I, what I figured out is that once you learn the basics, the rest of our jobs, when we're building a business is to learn what we know and deepen it and have a deeper level of trust. And the more that we trust our process and what we know, and especially with manifestation and money, the easier it gets. Yes. Couldn't agree more. It really does help you. I mean, for me, it taught me what my intuitive voice is. It taught me how to access that by having that contrast of being like, wait, I'm all out of whack. Like, I don't know Like, if my brain was just confused. And I certainly, I, I do feel that I would not be able to access my gut instincts, my intuition, if I hadn't gone through that for sure. And I wouldn't have found my way. Exactly. I mean, that's why I'm so proud of my past self for just going for it before I felt ready for just choosing things for just getting out there and doing business. Because like you said, it's like everything that doesn't work teaches you even more what does work. 
And I've even seen that in containers that I've been in, whether it's a coaching container or a course I'm taking where it doesn't resonate. Sometimes those things are actually more valuable and worth what I've invested in even more than the ones that are more easeful because I'm like, no, this isn't what works for me. You know, you just get so much more clarity. That's why you just have to go for it before you feel ready. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 So if you guys, if you're listening and you are waiting for it to be perfect, because let me tell you, (laughs) me and Jamie were actually just talking about this before we started, right? Like even when we have multiple six figure businesses and like know how to create clients and like trust ourselves, And there's all these things that are going on. There's still moments that we're, we're going back to having to look at things, right. And like, be like, wait, is this, is this still feel aligned? Does this still feel aligned? And really being able to like tap in and always going back to the intuition of like, what's feeling right right now. Yes. It's so true. I mean, the brain still does the same dance. It did when I started the exact same dance, but it's like, I think the more you get used to it and you learn how to be with your brain and hold space for it and go through those things, it's like, it's not as challenging, right? So it's like, my brain's still a brain. (laughs) It's still question things. It still feels inadequacy, all of these things. But now it's like, oh, I'm getting more and more used to its patterns and how to deal with it, how to hold space for it, how to move through it. So it does get easier in that way, but there is never going to be a day where it's just all rainbows and daisies. Like you don't hit that. We're not supposed to, it wouldn't be any fun. Like we're supposed to evolve. And I also too, that literally it's, we're living, life is just a game, right? Like manifestation and money, it's just meant to be a game and not be taken seriously. And I kind of want to talk a little bit more about some of the, maybe like the mistakes and more actually really what it is. It's just, let's just be honest, Jamie. It's just the brain getting in the fucking way from us being able to manifest what we want, because when we're able, right? Done. That's manifestation. (laughs) Right. So tell me, because I know that this is what you're specialized in is like manifestation with money and, and, and also just manifestation. So what do you see? What's like some of the biggest mistakes that you see your clients and even that you've made in the past when it comes to like manifestation? Yeah. Similar to what you just said. I think it's like abundance is our natural state. It, it, that's why it feels so good when we're in alignment, because that's our natural state. So I do think manifestation is more about letting go than it is taking on something new, right? Like of course, mantras and thought work and practicing new thoughts all help so much, but I think it's so much about releasing releasing the rules that we place on ourselves, the shoulds, the limitations, right? It's like releasing what our brain is telling us it has to be and recognizing and being the witness of our brain, but being willing to question that and release it. So I see it so much as like a letting go process and just becoming more us. It's like letting ourselves just be more fully who we were here to be. And not who society tells us that we should be or how we think we should be for our parents or our family. It's like when we can just come more into us, I think abundance just naturally flows. You don't have to try to manifest. 
And I also say manifestation is not something like what happens with a lot of my clients in the beginning is they'll set like a big, you know, manifestation that they want to create for themselves. Maybe it's a big number for business, or maybe it's a certain amount of clients and instantly get into like striving energy into thinking I have to make it happen energy and pressure. And that's the opposite of manifestation. Manifestation is really about like letting go of the, how letting go of what you, like, you don't know how it's going to happen guaranteed. Right. And you don't have to make manifestations happen. It's more about allowing it to happen, which takes some reprogramming for us to even like let ourselves allow it. Yeah. I love what you just ended up with, like talking about the reprogramming. Cause that's really what I figured out in the work that I really do is helping people shift what I call like the emotional coding, because there's a whole set and set point of behaviors and beliefs. But the thing that sets it in place, it makes it believable is the emotions. Also the emotions are the thing that manifest, right? So we can be using our minds we can be taking actions, but when we're feeling bad and we're not feeling good, that's the thing that is blocking us. It's like create stopping the manifestation. And what I see often so much is that we're like, I want to know the how, where's your three-step process. Where's your, right. Give me your manifestation, five steps. Give me how to sign clients. Like they want these hows. And then what they do is they approach the how with like in the energy of like needing it, or this is a thing. And when they don't see the results and they're like, this isn't working, but what most people misunderstand about manifestation is that to me, the manifestation is actually first in the feeling of you feeling it and having it. So to me, when I talk about like when I'm teaching embodiment, which is like being it, having it, the first step of embodiment is intentionally practicing, holding the emotion. And when you can sit there and sit as if you already have the money, you already have the clients that actually is the manifestation. And what people don't really understand. And they actually, maybe they do understand, but they forget because it's a programming issue is that we need evidence, hardcore evidence in the world to say like, Oh, this worked. I need to be able to see it. And what we do is that when we don't see it, we're in lack. And really what we need to do is we need to learn to shift our feelings instead of into lack into what I call lag time, right? So it's this lag thing of like, hey, it's not there yet, but I'm gonna hold the feeling and yeah. know that it's coming. And then we'll be led to inspired ideas and it will all show up. Yes, that's it. And I think for a lot of people, what I've seen them struggle with is they're like, yeah, I get that, but they almost don't let themselves even feel what it would be like to have it because they're so fearful that it won't. Right. Or they're like, I don't see a path in front of me of how it could happen. Or they look to their past or they look to, you know, what's been what's around them. So they're like, well, I don't see how that could happen. So how can I even visualize it? How could I even set that goal? Right. Whereas it's like, no, it's like, all you really have to do is move into the vision is let yourself have the vision, let yourself move into the end result without having to have all of that. Right. And and it does like you have to, um, reprogram yourself almost to allow yourself to get there sometimes for some people. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love this. Um, I love that. What, what I keep on picking up that you're saying is this like allowing thing, right? Yeah. It's like allowing, allowing and allowing. I think another word that we could potentially use for this is receiving mode, right? This like receiving, oh. like allowing it to be there. And I think one of the things that I think 
that sets manifestation into motion is allowing the desires because yeah. we don't, right? We don't even yeah. like allow the first thing to happen because there's all this programming in our way of what we believe we can have and what is even possible to have. Yes. And I think there's also a lot of, um, who am I to have this, right? That, that whole programming. And there's this, um, oh shoot, if I had that, what would people think of me? It's almost a fear of their own desires. Yeah. And like this belief that I can't have what I want. I can't have what I desire. It's not okay. Right. (laughs) So it's like really releasing that stuff so that you can even move into the desire is number one. And then once you've moved into the desire, it's reprogramming these beliefs. Like I see some of these where there's these beliefs like, oh, it has to be hard for me to be deserving of it. So then all of a sudden they start making it really hard for themselves or they only go do hard things to get there versus like, what's just kind of easeful and what's the path of least resistance and keeping it simple, right? When we have a belief that it has to be hard, then all of a sudden we're like, oh, I have this desire, but let me go make my life really hard to create (laughs) so that I can feel worthy of it. Cause I'm only worthy of receiving things if there was some struggle which of course, I mean, comes from our culture and, you know, our parents came from a completely different generation. So it's allowing ourselves to think in a new way around it. Yeah. And I, I love, cause I see, I see what you're doing out there and it's like, I know you're so much of the work that you do with your women in your mastermind, I'm guessing is like yeah, really totally. looking at the beliefs, right? It's like really the beliefs that are in the way. And it's almost like you have to like give yourself to live by a whole new set of rules. And to me, I don't like the word rules, especially as a rebel. We don't like, right. That's not really what it is, but one of the ways that I like to kind of think about this is just energetic standards for my life of like how it gets to be. Yes. It's setting your own rules. It's like, we get to decide. And that's something that I think about is like, I don't have to live my parents' curriculum or someone else's curriculum, right? Like my parents might've come here to learn this lesson, but that doesn't mean that I have, I'm here to learn that lesson. So it's like asking myself, what is my soul here to learn, to do, to experience asking myself that first. And then like, what rules can I create for myself that allow me to live in alignment with like what I want to be here for? Yeah. Let's, I think it'd be really fun if maybe we shared some of our rules, right? Because yeah. if maybe there's might be some people out there looking, being like listening, be like, well, I know all of the limiting beliefs, but what does it yeah. look like in the mind of somebody who like doesn't have rules? So what yeah. are some of the, some, what are some of the things that you, that to you, they're just, and I call them like just your truth, right? Like, yep. It's just, to me, like we all have a set of truth. And when we can tap into like the truth of like our soul, which is God's source, which is the power, yep. then, and you can align to that, it comes to you. So what are like your truths that you live by? Yeah. So I'm, I'm so excited to tell you some of them, but I will tell you this first, just so that it's not misconstrued. I have to remember these are my rules often, right? So like I can still, my brain naturally will get into like what we were talking about in the beginning of like, Sometimes if I'm feeling out of sorts going and like, oh, like maybe I should look outside of myself for the answer or start following someone else's rules. And I have to coach myself back into allowing it to be what I want it to be and allowing it to be easy. So some of my rules are like, one thing is the more, the more I have fun, the more money I make. 
I've just decided that and I found it to be completely true. So one of my rules is if it's not fun, I either have to learn how to make it fun or I can drop it. Right. Yes, so I love like, that. That's one of my themes is just like fun. I also feel like I think about the end of my life and that's something that I meditate on often. And it's like living my life to the fullest, right? So it's like each day and not holding back and just going for what I really, really want. Dreaming bigger, playing bigger. My, I always say manifestation is my business plan. So coming back to that consistently and like, oh yeah, I, all I have to do is manifest. All I have to do is see the vision, set the intention, do my spiritual practices and things work out really well. It's whenever I go try to get into the weeds, into the details, force myself to do things that I really don't like doing, which is very, I'm a visionary. Like I'm not an executor. So I don't like going and, you know, doing detail oriented things. It just doesn't work for me. So letting myself really focus on my strengths, right? That's one of my rules is just instead of, you know, coaching myself into or forcing myself to do something, just come back and ask myself, how can I do this using my strengths? Yeah. And how can I make this fun? What would be the most enjoyable, right? And then coming back to my purpose, which I feel my purpose is really to help specifically women in business learn where their power lies. So whenever I think about that, it just lights me up and like ideas come, right? So where their power lies when it comes to creating their dream business, the money that they want, you know, like I love financial empowerment. And whenever I think about that and how much I really want to help people around that, like the ideas just come. So it's really my role is focusing on my strengths, coming back to my purpose, feeling that in my body, letting that guide me and not limiting myself like asking myself, what do I really want here? And like visualizing that creating the life that I really want. No rules. I don't have to, <laughs> right. There's no limitations. Yeah. So those are I, a couple of mine. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think one of my top ones too, is like, there is no limitation. In fact, like how I really think about this is like, I am the creator. I have the power to create whatever I want and how I create that whatever I want is through shifting my emotions. And as long as I know how to shift my emotions, I can create whatever I want. I love it. And that's just the thing that I go back to because it's just like, that is, and it's funny. And I don't know if you've picked this up, but I've been really working on redoing some of my programs and getting really clear and making my processes really simple. And I did recently just kind of went back in the figured out, took away like the most basic things from like all the mentors that I've taken away, like the simplest thing that they teach. And really when it comes down to it, it's like, I feel like everyone almost says the same exact thing, which is that it's your energy, the energy of having, like the feeling as if you can have it is what creates it, like the actual feeling of having it. Yep. And all of them teach some kind of tool or process to shift emotions. They might call it thoughts, but yep. really it's the emotions. Totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's right. It. That's manifestation. <laughs> like one oh one, right? That is it. And to me, what I've really, and especially in the last six months, like what's made my business easy. And once again, I follow fun too. And I have a thing, the more I have two more money, the more fun I have, 
the more money I make and the more I cry, the more money I make because I'm releasing emotions and doing the deep work. So the more I cry, the more money I make. That's a big one for me. (laughs) I love it. And that kind of even leads into another manifestation myth, which is that you have to feel good all of the time. And I see a lot of, it's like, we think we're supposed to get rid of our human primitive brains to to manifest. And I'm like, eh, I don't think so. Like, right. Like I actually think it's more about your ability to hold space for those scared emotions that are inside that manifest in different ways, whether that's doubt, anxiety, whatever it is, right? Like, I think manifestation really is about your ability to be with them, to process them, to allow them to welcome them versus I think the myth is, oh my gosh, I shouldn't feel that way. Let me shift fast. But people think that they shift by just grabbing a quick thought or a quick mantra or trying to get into their body with like trying to get a new emotion into their body without fully processing what's really come up or what's there. So I love that rule. I totally agree. And I think that's some of the work that needs to be brought more into manifestation. And I think, you know, of course we're doing that, but processing emotions, like that's a piece of it and being with them and not making them wrong because they're not going to go away. Right. Right? Okay. We're going to go down this. I'll come back to some of my other ones, but I want to, I want to, okay. Yeah. But I want to stay here for a minute because here you guys we're right now what me and Jamie are about to talk about in this conversation take note because we're literally spilling the secrets to manifestation right here like this is this is truly it like when you can understand that it really has to do with the emotional piece of it and what Jamie was saying about we're no we're afraid to look at the negative emotions because when we bring up the negative emotions or people are like oh well if you feel the negative emotion you can't manifest okay but that negative emotion that you're not looking at. So here's, here's the analogy I like to make. And I I tell the story all the time is that, you know, when I was first trying to make my hundred thousand dollars, like I really wanted to believe I'm like, I do believe, I do believe, I do believe, but I just really wanted to, but there was so much doubt that I was ignoring and not looking at because all I was doing is thought work. Cause I thought if I looked at the doubt, then it would come true. And what it was doing is it was just like taking shit and spraying perfume on it, right? Like this thought work basically, yes. right? That's and it. I now call this, I have a whole process. I call this smoking hopium, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you're just working within your mind and like really wanting it and there's a desire and you're like, I want it, I want it, I want it. But inside when you're saying I want it, you actually don't believe it. It's not going to manifest. And so I think the most powerful thing or what actually creates the manifestation is what, when you can do what Jamie was just starting to say is like, bring up that feeling and look at it in a total neutral place. Right. So allow it to come into your body and just like be there without naming it, without giving any meaning, without giving any story and truly allow it to pass by. Because what, what I know for for sure, and I've shared with you guys before in the podcast where my levels of consciousness, right. There's a conscious mind, the subconscious mind and the soul conscious mind. When your conscious mind and your subconscious mind are in the emotions, like in the humanness of being in a, a, a human, we can't access the soul consciousness, which is where the manifestations in our power lies. So in order to actually get into that part of you that is 
beyond what our humanness can see, which is this abundance that Jamie was talking about earlier, this pure consciousness that is our power, we have to be able to be in a completely calm place to access possibility and to play with potentiality. You cannot manifest when you're in an emotional state. So it's so key to stop and learn how to process these emotions and do it in a way where you're not caught in it and you're feel it, but you're, you're feeling it removed from it. And that is, that literally is how you create the manifestation is looking at out of the doubt. Like how I've created everything that I wanted is every single day I sit down and I said, okay, doubt, come up. What's in the way? Come on doubt. Let's look up. And I write it down and I feel it. That's literally how I start my day every single day. Not only just looking at all what I want, because that's one piece of it. But before I look at what I want, or sometimes it'll come after I look at what I want, then I'm like, what's the resistance in my way? And if you're not clearing the resistance in your body every day, then you're walking around with old programming that's preventing you. That is good. I love that. So good. What's the doubt today, right? So awesome. I love that exercise. It's so true. So true. That's got to be, I think, one of the biggest myths. And I think on top of that, not because like, I think whenever people hear, and I know that I've gone there too, that oh my gosh, if I feel doubt, I'm negatively manifesting or I'm not going to manifest it. Right. But it's like, no, that doesn't mean it's not happening. It's just that like your manifestation isn't going to be in its fullest. If you're doing it through doubt, like you can create things through hard work, hustle while you're doubting, but you're going to get there and it's not going to feel very good. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you might as well clear it out so that you can feel in your full abundance so that whenever you manifest it, it's actually going to feel really good. And it's, you know, I mean, yeah, a hundred percent. And now it's funny. And it's so funny. I'm having this realization literally as we're talking about this right now, where it's like, now this is just part of my, like, you know, the way that you would do your morning routine, your journaling or whatever. It's like part of my thing because I do it so often it's no big deal that I'm looking at it. I'm not like judge, right? It's just because it's like, okay, what's going I'm so nonchalant about it. I'm not like, oh my gosh, what's going on in my brain yes. today? It feels so yes. great. It's just like, what's coming up, right? And the other thing that I see people do that get in the way of manifestation is that they do the thing because they think the thing's going to get it. So for instance, they're like, I need to feel good. I'm going to, I want to manifest. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to like visualize. You can't, do it to get the means. You have to do it because you actually want to do it and it feels good. So now what is actually, I've realized is that the days that I don't sit and release my doubt, my body has this low vibration underneath it and I notice it, right? So now I do it because I actually want to do it because it feels good because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm anchoring in. And so it's become this like beautiful thing that I'm doing because I want to do it. And the same thing with affirmations and all the thing, all the work and the process that I give my clients we can't make it this habit that it becomes checking off the boxes. It has to be truly because it feels good. And what I've now even do is I just sit in my bed and I'm like, how satisfied can I feel right now? And it becomes a game that I play. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and be so satisfied. And it's like, I don't even care if anything's coming or not, because I just keep on going into the satisfied place. (laughs) That is it. I love that. I love your practices. That's so good. I could so picture you doing it too. <laughs> no, but it's so true. It's like the journey's got to be just as fun as the destination. Like that's like that is in our control, right? And I think we don't have any fun on the journey when we think the destination's going to be better and when we think once we get there I'm going to be worthy and I'll be able to call myself successful and I'm going to prove myself and oh my gosh, my life's going to be so much better there. 
then we don't allow ourselves to enjoy the journey. And we're not actually doing this work that you're talking about where you're getting into the feeling ahead of time. You're enjoying it. Hey, then it's like, by the time you get it, you're like, well, I've already been feeling this way for the past six months. (laughs) All right. And like, this is just the cherry on top. Yeah. I love this. I'd love to hear anything else. And because I know that like, this is really what you go deep. And I know you have an amazing mastermind that you take women through the process of like manifest. I think it's soulful six. Is that what what is it? Figure mastermind. Yeah, totally. What are, what are they learning in that? Like, what are you sharing in, in like that kind of container? Yeah. So I, what we do is we go through each week and we do a different process, a different manifestation process, but because what the it's for women who are coaches, who are, you know, ambitious, who want to make a hundred K, but in a very soulful way, that's aligned for them. That's getting out of the hustle where they're doing it in a more graceful, easeful way. So I would say one of the main pieces that I work with is around clearing all of the beliefs around money so that we can call more of it in with ease. Because I do believe that so much of our conditioning around money is a manifestation blocker. When you want to have this business that has a big impact and you want to bring in clients and help them, but you have all of these blocks around money where it's like, um, oh, I feel guilty for taking their money, quote unquote, or, um, you know, I shouldn't be charging for something that I love doing, right? This is easy for me and I would do it for free. So who am I to charge? Or when we think, you know, having money is bad, or if I have money, I'm going to be judged, right? When there's like all these old unconscious beliefs kind of layered down in there, it's very hard to manifest the business that we want. So a lot of the work that I do with my clients around, like I said, manifestation is clearing those out. So it's a huge process of clearing. It's of course, like we learn how to dream bigger, but then I feel like the whole five months together is a whole lot of clearing. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can imagine, I can imagine that going through that and it's really, you're having to question things, right? You're having to like give up beliefs. What do you think are like some of the top beliefs that you're seeing that are getting, getting in their way? Like they're the biggest ones. I definitely think it's this belief that like hard work equals success. So what happens when we believe that is we're almost like, who am I to let it be easy? That doesn't seem fair. So we go out there and do a bunch of stuff we don't like doing because we think that's what it takes to be successful. But really the truth is, this is my belief. One of my rules is like, actually the easier it is, it's probably more valuable because you're in your zone of genius, right? You're not having to try so hard. So that's even more valuable, right? But being willing to receive when things are easy. So that's a huge one that I see that, and that I work through because I also work, um, with coaches on overworking and how to stop overworking, how to just really do business and alignment. So I would say that's one of the top beliefs. And then there's just so much around money. There's guilt. There's, um, oh, I don't want my family to see me in this way or my family struggled. So how can I have it this easy? How can I be like, what's everyone going to be thinking about me? Um, 
even to like, I, I'm a woman, so I can't create money. Right. Like that's a big one too. I've been told my whole life that, and, and it's not even like who I saw was successful in my life, looked nothing like me and had none of the skills that I have. So how could I ever be successful? Right. So we have to completely reprogram that and see success in a completely different lens. Yes. Especially in me and you, we've both kind of, we've done our businesses, like quote unquote, the hard traditional, like the way of like taking a lot of actions and doing the strategy. And then we've also have figured out a way of using energetics, like learning how to manifest so that we can actually become more of a magnet for the things. And I think that what I want you guys all to know listening is that there is more than one way to, to build a business. And if you feel like you're overworking or you're over hustling and whatnot, that you, that is just all optional. And actually the reason why you're doing that is because of your belief systems, because you, because you believe that that actually is true. And if you change your belief systems, everything, the whole world will, the whole universe will adapt for a whole other easier way for you to create. I'm so curious for you, what you see in terms of like sales and people, because you're, it's just your expertise. So what do you see as like beliefs around selling that get in the way? Oh man. I mean, I think that (laughs) there's just so many things. Right. And I think the thing is, is that like, there's just a fear of rejection, right? Like the biggest, the biggest fear is that like, we put ourselves out there, we put our offer into the world and no one says yes. Right. Of like, not of people like not wanting it. And, uh, you know, I think a huge part of sales and what I teach is actually money, right. Is like a huge part of the transition. So I think a lot of them is that, but, um, I think that, really like to be honest it's just a lack of clarity like the reason why people like have a lot of like mind drama around sales is because they're just not really clear on their offer or they don't really know how to talk about the offer which then feels really hard showing up and to me I think there's something very vulnerable right where I've been in sales my whole life and when I used to sell like you know like other services like automotive repair shops that would sell like marketing, um, like postcards. It wasn't me. It was like another product. But when you're selling you, you're putting this very vulnerable thing out there. It's like, that's the thing with personal brands. And I believe that like most of the people you work with and I work with, we are personal brands, right? Like it's, it's this personal thing. And so I think that the biggest beliefs is that like, I'm not worthy or somebody's not going to want this, right. Or like, no one's going to want this. And what right. will that mean about me if they don't? Right. Like, right. what am if I, I going to? Yes. Yes. Right. And ultimately, okay, this is the truth is that the thing that's really holding them back in sales is that they think they're not enough right now. Mm. That's it. That's it. You just, you could get to the place where I'm enough right now to help somebody, and that's all you need. I also think too, the, uh, the next layer of that, if, if, if you're enough, is that people also get in their own way when they feel like they can't get people results, right? Like the pressure to like, when you're selling like a service, like what if I can't get the results, right? So there's some layers that play in underneath, but I think it all stems back from just not feeling enough. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right now. Right. So, and then the money stuff, you know, and I think that could be a whole other episode and actually maybe, maybe I will have you come back. Maybe we should do one just on like, like, like mud, like actually asking for money and objections. That would be like a really fun thing to dive into. Cause we've talked, we've actually talked about that before. Yes, I am <laughs> down. I love this stuff. Awesome. Okay. Well, I want to, um, I'm going to start wrapping this up, but I want to ask Lee with one question and what I, I just want you to share with everybody, like what, like we've been talking a lot this, like in this episode about like the things people do wrong and the beliefs in everyone's way, but I want to leave everybody with like the truth about what money really is. 
what and the truth of like what manifestation is. So what can you like what do you want to leave? Like what is true about money? Ah, oh my gosh, I love this question. What's true about money? Mm, let me sit with that. And what's true about manifestation? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I truly believe that if you're just in alignment with your soul and out there serving and doing what you're here to do, and you're not attached to money or chasing money, it's going to flow in. And I just think money is a fun resource. Like that's how I think of it. It's just fun. It allows me to express my soul just like on a higher level and to, to do everything that I want to experience. Like I was sharing about how you know, I'm so big on like, oh my gosh, I have this one lifetime. What do I want to do in it? And I think money is just a resource that allows us to do that and allows us to be more of who we are, to be generous, to give, to experience life at its fullest. And so I don't know. I just think money is good. It's fun. I love it. And I just do believe that as long as you're in service, as long as you're out there helping people, it's going to come back to you, but don't chase it because money doesn't like to be chased. <laughs> <laughs> true. And I, and I think just to add to another, like what is true about money, right. Is that like how you attract money is by being the vibration of money, right. Is like yeah. money is just, it's just a vibrational thing, right. When, when you, when you trust money. And I think that's the hardest thing where people don't really trust money. They like, they think it's hard but when you can trust money and you can love money and I've done a lot, this is the work that I've done the last couple of years. Cause it's taken me some years to, to really do the mindset work and to get to this place where like, I love money and money loves me. And like having a re- like thinking of money as a relationship, right? Because yep. if we were to think about how we treat money, of course it's not coming to us. Yep. Like think about that. Like think about when we get a little bit of money. And then we had to pay somebody. We're like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to get this right. Like just like the like graspiness of it because of all the stories around it. So when you can just think of it as a resource, as like a love, as like a friend, as like a friendship, like it, you can change your relationship. And when you change your relationship and your vibration with money, money will come to you. Totally. I, one of my favorite thoughts is it's always there for me. Yeah. Always there for me. Like if I let go of it, it comes back. Cause it's always there for me. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I think when it comes to manifestation, you really can manifest anything the heck you want. Anything. Yep. Agreed. You are the creator and it's, and, and, and the thing that actually gets in our mind is the limitations of the mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the doubt. yeah totally. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, I, oh my gosh, this has been so much fun. Um, we're definitely going to have to do another conversation and maybe like ta- like tackle another like sub conversation around this. Cause I feel like we've covered so much. Um, please tell everybody where they can find you. Cause I'm sure yeah. you guys are going to want to go follow her now because she's definitely. amazing. You'll yes. love her just like me. <laughs> So I'm at Instagram a lot. I love Instagram. I'm at Jamie Berman underscore. And then my website is jamieberman.com. Pretty much on all the socials, you can find me at Jamie Berman. So yeah, I love, I love meeting all my manifestation people. <laughs> and I will link, I'll make sure that all of that is linked up. So you guys can easily just go to the show notes and link up and like, go follow her on all the, on all the medias and see her life. I also really love watching Jamie's 
stories on Instagram because she has like a really cute doggy and she goes to Hawaii a lot. Lots <laughs> <laughs> of Hawaii photos. <laughs> Thank so. you, Lauren. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for tuning in this week. I, it's always a pleasure to have you here and especially love doing these, having these guest conversations with just my soul friends, my friends that are in here doing it and giving you guys the peek behind the scenes of what it really takes to create a business that you love. And just a reminder that there are other ways to to create a business. And this is just more proof for you to go out there and really follow your fun, follow your soul and Look at that. Check your doubt. (laughs) Every day. See you guys later.